0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you may be. I am Nicole Beasley, the creator and creative behind this podcast, You Know Everything. Here we explore big ideas for big dreams. We toss around the best in business strategy and the powerful paradigms and perspectives that push projects from possibility to powering through. I am a new world business builder, a 21st century CEO coach, a founder and investor, having started, saved, or shuttered over 40 businesses, including three new projects just this year. This is my art, the synergy of my ideas with genius time traveling to sit with authors and leaders to leave a legacy of how to, and why the fuck not because business means taking your dreams seriously. Before we round it up and celebrate all the 2022 delivered and planned what 2023 will bring, I have a few remaining episodes. But after traveling to the biggest series of conferences, three Web3 conferences and kicking a bucket list dream visiting Miami Art Basel, I decided to take the rest of December to dream up the next season of You Know Everything. This year, we launched the relatable interview series where I talk to people just like you who are living their dream daily. I launched the Quantum Business Book Club where I summarized and shared my own insight on my favorite success multipliers, the books I reread every year. Next year, the Quantum Business Book Club will be a live offering inside the Discord container. Link in show note if you want to participate. So, for the next few weeks, my podcast producer selected our three top episodes since the inception of You Know Everything. I wanted to review your favorite episodes because you are why I create. And admittedly, you curated some pretty great art. On December 28th, the last pre-recorded Quantum Business Book Club will be released. And it's maybe my favorite because it's two books I discovered just this year. Thank you so much for being here. And I I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Well, hello friend, this episode I'm really excited about. It was just popped into my brain hole based on a conversation that I was having with another small business owner, someone who I used to mastermind with, and now we're both really busy. <laughs> but we were talking about attracting the ideal customer in her instance, client, buyer and mine, and how businesses can draw in their ideal customer client buyer, the person that you love selling to, love working with, love building a relationship, right? And so often in marketing, what we're told is to think about your ideal client, who they are, where they are, how old they are, what blogs they're reading, what music they're listening to, what TV shows they're watching, their shopping habits. I mean, you can get unbelievably nuanced in the data behind your Persons buying and spending habits, right? You know, you can show up, (laughs) you can show up almost anywhere in their experience these days with retargeting ads and geo targeting, and it's it's kind of crazy. I realized the other day that if your phone, if your ISP address on your phone is next to somebody else's phone, my partner and I couldn't be like more different humans. But the things that he's into and wants to spend his money on to buy are the opposite of mine. We'll just say like hunting gear as an example. I'll get ads for camouflaged hunting gear <laughs> in my feeds because our phones spend a lot of time next to each other. And there's that conspiracy theorist theory that they're like the phones are listening in. It's not true. It's because we have two ISP addresses that are geographically located in the immediate vicinity of each other for extended periods of time, which then triggers that I might want to buy him a gift and they're so wrong. (laughs) Gifts are not my love language. But the point being, we have this amazing ability to attract the people that we want to sell to. And we spend a lot of time trying to predict who they are. And the reality is that there's going to be thousands, millions, billions of people that could potentially buy from you. And they're all going to be kind of different. Now, I like to talk a lot about like building the concentric rings, so finding one person that you're talking to and selling to, and then once you've got them dialed in, add another. But don't get me wrong, it's (laughs) slow and steady, right? And if you're anything like me, you're a fucking crazy person. And all you can think about is everybody that you can work with and love working with and the wide variety of people you are working with. I recently did an audit of my favorite clients. They couldn't be more different. Texas rancher in his 60s to a person who just graduated from high school who is an artist and their Etsy shop blew up, their Instagram blew up and they're full-time artist now. So, a wide variety of people. How do I attract them? How can you stop trying to fill out all of the forms and questionnaires predicting the millions of people that you can serve? Be the anchor when you know who you are, how you serve. How you do what you do, why you do what you do, how you feel when you're working with, selling to, serving, engaging with your ideal client, customer, buyer. That's what brings them in. So start with you and do an audit of yourself. What are your own insecurities? How can you understand your fears to the point where you stop being afraid? when you can own everything about you, your strengths and your weaknesses, this is how we start to receive. Rather than pushing or pulling, we allow. Because we understand exactly who we are, where we are, how we are, why we are, and who we're doing the damn thing for. You might need to sit with this for a little bit. There might be a little bit of forgiveness that needs to come in here. And something I've been playing with is this idea of taking up space. I know a lot of you out there have never felt safe taking up space. And I come from a huge amount of privilege that this is honestly not something I've ever even thought about. It's the same thing. What's the other one that holding space? took me a minute to wrap my head around that one as well. Turns out I wasn't really good at that. (laughs) really good at taking up space and not so good at holding it. And those were insecurities. They both came from insecurities, taking up space, being overly confident, inserting myself into places that I certainly don't need to be, let alone anyone wanting me to be there. All of that just came from fear. And when I realized I don't have to answer every single question, and sometimes people don't need to know every single thing that I'm thinking or hear my opinion on everything, I calmed down. And I actually kind of stopped that pushing was repelling. And it's how I learned to hold space, which is just let someone have their experience, let someone have their say. I'm at the point now where what I'm practicing is if someone doesn't ask a question, I don't have to say anything. And people like I'll be on client calls and people will be like, are you still there? Yeah, 100%. You're making statements. Invite me in. Sometimes this fear of taking up space, this fear of owning who we really are, this idea that people will come to you without you having to bait them, suck them in, beg for them. And that's probably like all very extreme examples. But it's this idea of like comparisonitis of competition, which comes from scarcity, that there isn't enough. Now, again, there's billions of people out there. Business is online now. And even if your business isn't online, you can create a presence to send people to your real world bricks and mortar business. Where did this concept of there isn't enough come from? What are you afraid of when it comes to owning who you are and being who you are? Because that is your unique selling proposition. Sure, there might be a million types of businesses like yours out there, I'm a fucking business coach, come out. But no one does it the way that I do it. No one thinks the way that I think no one's experienced what I've experienced. That's for sure. (laughs) So I have something incredibly unique to offer. And I can own that I don't have to talk about it constantly. I mean, obviously, like I've got the podcast and social medias and I blog and blah, blah, blah. I legitimately just love fucking talking about how to better your business, how to get more small businesses out there, how to start your small business, how to unplug from the matrix, how to find your purpose and fulfillment. Like I could go on for fucking days about why I am so passionate and I do (laughs) create hours of content. That's being the anchor is it's owning what excites you, what makes you, you, what separates you. And oftentimes that is actually a weakness. You know, in the last episode, I talked about perfection, being a bit sloppy, typos, like getting a bunch of shit out there all of the time. That's not necessarily a strength, my friend. I got a bunch of help at the beginning of this year, knowing that sometimes the details escape me and it's just not like a huge priority of mine, but that help has drastically changed in the last, well, this entire year. And to no fault of anybody's, I work the way that I work. I like to find amazing people. Like Miss Shannon, who's probably editing this as I well, not as I speak. I'll get it to her. But that that's not how we started working with each other, but it's evolved into that. One of my other lovely assistant, Anna, got real sick, so she hasn't been there as much as I know she'd love to be, and we're we're figuring it out. Things change, and by owning who I am, how I work, asking for what I need, taking up space, holding space, I. Get better at being me. I get the support to be me. And I'm learning how to stand real confident and stand out, right? That's being the anchor. With being the lighthouse, what we're really doing is guiding people safely into shore, right? So rather than being the tugboat where we're pushing, we're pulling, we're forcing, we're going out and getting after it, again, we're just being who we are, we're standing still. And we're continuing to own why we're here. The lighthouse has a fairly repetitive strategy, right? They're doing the same thing kind of all day, every day. And they're simply growing their reach by repeating what they do. I talk about this. I mean, I I know I talk about this one a lot, but action gear. So commit, commit to why you're here. Commit to what you're doing. Step it out a little bit at a time. When you get insecure, when you feel like it's not going fast enough, when you are resentful of the support that you're not getting, or your own abilities to show up for you, pause. Look into that. Be your own lighthouse. Be your own anchor. Give yourself the safety and security you need to continue to show up. Remember when you were a kid and your mom or caretaker would tell you, if you get lost, just stay put. That's how I can find you. This is all the same thing. When you set up the right systems, the right patterns, that repetitive motion, it inherently provides security, not just for you, but for the people who are looking for you. It's how you nurture. It's how you fill up your cup. You drop that anchor. You hold fast. Ooh, that was a whole new sailing metaphor. Proud of myself there. But yeah, you take the time to invest in you and everybody says it, fill up your cup first, put on the oxygen mask first, blah, blah, blah. But like really, how willing are you to stabilize, to stay consistent, to even stop and pause so that you feel secure, you feel safe, you know where you're going. You've got that beacon that you're following. It's a long game what are you doing to make sure you've got the endurance to keep going? I was talking with a client the other day who's so exhausted, so burnt out. She said the most successful year. So 2020 was her most successful year followed by 2021, which was even more successful than 2020. And she she was just like, I mean, it was actually, she was manic, like straight up. She said it and running around in circles, just in the conversation. And I just said, look, like, just if I called you and I explained the situation you're, detailing to me. And I said, I am exhausted. I am burnt out. What should I do? What would you say? And she said, just pause, take a break, do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself, nurture yourself. And I said, well, how will I know when I'm ready to keep going? She said, because you'll feel good. She said, do whatever it takes. And I said, but I just went on a retreat. I just went on a weekend retreat, which she had. And it, and it wasn't enough. So I've already paused and stopped. And I, I have to keep going. And she said, no, you've just got to wait until you're ready. Rest up, get healthy until you feel good. You can't keep going. Again, so easy to to dish it out, but much harder to take it, right? So when you start to spiral out, remember the spiral. Like Do it right now. Stand still, look down at your feet and start to walk in a spiral. You'll notice that you keep returning to the same spot. It's a little bit further out though. You'll notice that you face new directions, but then you come back to the same direction. You keep rounding a corner and where you're going is just on the other side of it, but it kind of just keeps getting further away or closer, depending on your perspective. So how can you remember as you're expanding that it is a spiralic experience? And if you need to drop anchor, if you need to look for a light to guide you, you have full permission to do so. And more importantly, how can you be that for your people? How can you center in your own energy, in your own space, wherever you might be on your path so that people can find you? This is where pivot came into play, became the buzzword, right? Is because sometimes we find ourselves quite literally spinning out we're standing in one spot, just turning in circles. Stop. Pick a direction. When you realize that what you're doing or how you're doing it or who you're serving or who you're working with doesn't feel good anymore, drop anchor. Figure out, well, who were my, my favorite customers, clients, buyers of the last 12 months? How did I find them? What worked? What didn't? Running around in circles, spinning your wheels, you know where that gets you. Being the tugboat, you know how that feels. So why not try anchoring or being the lighthouse? When you are the starting point, you come first, right? So you are are inherently shifting your perspective. You're shifting your whole attitude around this client acquisition process, the customer journey. You're the end of the customer journey. You stay in one place as they find you. And you do that by owning how you want them to feel, what you want them to see, what's going to guide them closer to you. You embody that. Look at your website. Look at your storefront. Look at your signage. Look at all of the assets in your business. Do they feel like that? Do they offer what it is that you are conveying to your customer, clients, and buyers? How do you feel when you look at them, when you engage with them? That's what being the anchor, being the lighthouse means is that you are consistently, purposefully owning it, being still, embodying it, whatever words you want to use for it. But any person that passes by is going to feel that. They're going to sense it. They're going to see it. They're going to smell it. They're going to taste it. Those experiences that you are. Selling. That's business, my friend. And we can get so caught up in trying to control all these external variables that, quite honestly, you have no control over the next person that's going to walk through your doors or the next person that's going to stop on your website. But if that person falls into the category, the person who's going to be attracted to you and what it is that you're offering and how you make them feel, they're going to stick around. They're going to stay. And you are in complete control of that. How you show up, how you anchor, how you guide them in. It's all about you. You get to be the starting point. You get to be the end point. You get to be the container. So, how's that working for you? I'd love to actually hear about this. This was kind of a quick one, but I just loved this idea of flipping the script. Like, it's not about them and making these detailed lists of who they are and how they shop and where they buy and, you know, what Facebook groups they're in and blah, blah, blah. It's about you. Where are you? How do you meet people? How do you want to make people feel? How do you want to feel? How do you want to show up? How do you want your business to show up? I had to download the emotional wheel because sometimes feelings are like not my strong point. And I think all feelings come from joy, peace, anger, pain, shame, a lot more negatives in there, right? As it branches out, there's hundreds of different emotions. And that really helps me with just going, well, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in business? How do I want to feel when I'm working with people? And I can think about my favorite people that I get to work with and what I feel when I'm working with them. That's It's as simple as that. Five to 10 words. If everything that represents my businesses doesn't embody, doesn't clearly represent, doesn't clearly convey those five words consistently, like it's not going to work. And- no surprise, those five words were pretty much the same as my values. A little more like aesthetic based in this exercise, but there was a lot of consistency there. And it was just a really great reminder that if you're inculcating, S-A-T word, your values, the emotional, energetic elements that you love, that you're proud of, that you're attracted to into everything you're doing, you're going to be the lighthouse. They're going to see you, come closer, and then they will anchor if that's where they want to be. That might've been my longest analogy ever, but I think I stayed the course. There's a few mixed up ones there. (laughs) You know where to find me, at the BZ channel. You can text me 720-704-4865. I would love to answer any questions that you have. I can even build out a whole episode on that. I've done it quite a few times. It's sort of my favorite projector over here. And NicoleBZ.com. We're getting towards the end of the year. Things are pretty crazy, but email me there's any way I can support you, and we'll figure it out. All the best. Keep your head above water (laughs) during the holidays. Bye.